Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Hey friend, and welcome back to the C-Word Podcast. It's me, Beck. Happy whatever day it is for you. It's Wednesday at the moment as I record this, and it's January, so it's summer. Now today I'm getting super practical on the podcast, because January isn't all icy poles, trips to the beach, and school holiday wrangling if you're managing school-aged kids like me. For many of us, we still have a business to run, we have revenue to generate, but the sleepiness of January can sometimes catch us off guard, right? And throw even the most resilient business owner into a bit of a lack mindset, where we start worrying that all of our potential clients have been thrown into a bit of a spending coma as a result of an invisible black hole appearing above Charing Cross Station or somewhere. If you don't know what I'm talking about, see War of the Worlds on SBS. So in this episode of The C Word, I want to share some ideas, some inspiration if you're feeling the heat and it's not just because of the lack of ozone layer above Queensland. So pen and paper at the ready, lovely. Okay. I've seen and heard several things over the past few weeks that have made me prick up my ears. And those are things along the lines of, I have no work, I'm a bit worried about where my next project is coming from. Or I've heard lots of people say there's a slowdown in the economy and no one's spending on design, brand or websites. That's the first thing to go. Or I've seen posts from designers who are inviting work and have bookings available in January when it's already January. So it feels like there's a real urgency and immediacy to that, right? Now, the first and important thing I want to say about this is January is typically, it's typically a quiet month in our industry in particular, in the design industry, in the creative industry, maybe in the comms and marketing industry as a whole, because lots of people are still on holiday. So one important thing to ask yourself is whether this is a trend that might actually repeat itself year on year. And if it is, there might be a few things you can do to proactively manage that longer term to see the bigger picture. So if you do see that as a trend, if you do find that for the the time you've been in business, you have noticed a bit of a quieter period in January or other times of the year, you might want to consider adjusting your business structure to focus on maximizing the times when your clients are busy. And there may be holiday when your clients holiday. So I've actually said to my husband this year that, you know, from now on, if we can, I would really just like to take the whole of January off because I've been pretty busy for this past week or so since I've been back. The other thing that you might want to consider is how you might proactively plan ahead 
towards the end of the previous year, even starting in October time, and incentivize clients to do work in January. So if you do want to have more work in January, then there's no point in deciding on like the 6th of January when you come back to work that you need to get some things happening. You need to start thinking about that way in advance. I also want to say that I'm booked out in my business until mid-May. So I came back to work on the 9th of January and I have had a full schedule since then. And I don't share that to toot my own horn to make you feel bad. I sometimes hate to share those things because, you know, it isn't necessarily productive and I don't want it to make you feel bad about yourself and what you're doing. But I do want to challenge the idea that no one's spending because plenty of businesses are. When there are noises about an economic slowdown, some people do stop spending, but not everyone. Those with a growth mindset or those who are doing well in their business, and there are plenty of businesses that are downturn resilient, those people tend to take a more proactive and long-term view. So I know from personal experience that there are people spending. But that's the bigger picture. It might be a fact of life that you do have a quieter period in January and you can manage that. And it may also be a bit of a story cooked up by global speculation and the media that no one's spending. So I suppose beware of just accepting it and then just allowing yourself to get into a place of lack and worry. Think about, is it normal and can you handle it differently and be proactive? Or actually, is it just a story and there are some things you can do to fill your pipeline? So if you're worrying about the January slowdown, so if it's happened to you and it's a a cause of sleepless nights for you, I don't want that to be the case. So this episode is a short, sharp podcast just for you. Because there are some things that you can do to help jumpstart things in your business right now to start generating some revenue. So if you feel worried, I don't want you to feel worried. And I want to share as much as I can to perhaps help you along the way. So I've got nine things that you can have a think about that would essentially have an immediate impact on your ability to generate revenue. You don't have to do all nine things. You might pick one or two. You might want to give all nine a go. It's up to you. You might do some nine. You might save some for your next quiet period. But here is just some inspo for you to think about. Now, the first one, and I actually shared this with someone on Instagram, just someone in my community who has an amazing business, does great work, but she shared with me that she had a bit of a, was having a bit of a hiatus in January. Things were a little bit quiet. So I shared with her, or I suggested to her, that maybe she could go back and contact all of the people who'd inquired over the past 12 or even 18 months who'd downloaded her price list or made the inquiry, but hadn't converted. And it seems like such an obvious thing, but it maybe isn't something we do. We assume that because someone made an inquiry and they didn't convert, that they don't want to go ahead. But actually, there can be lots of reasons. They might have put it to one side and forgotten about it. It might be starting to come into their consciousness now, particularly because it's January and people start to think and plan what they're going to do. So I just 
gave shared that idea with her and then she came back a week later and said she'd done that and actually someone was ready to start the conversation and start a project with her so that was amazing and it's something I talk to all my clients about so that's the first thing go to that low-hanging fruit is there anybody who's now ready to do the work the second thing is that you might want to offer past clients a bit of a new year check-in or an audit. So you might have done some branding work for them in the past. You might have built a website. So it might be a good time now. Maybe there's been a bit of a pause a year or six months since they did that work. And you can go back and offer maybe a one hour or two hour intensive audit or check in of where they're they're at. So they would pay you for that time and you can just check up on things, maybe do a bit of an audit, make some suggestions, address any questions or problems they might have been having. So that's another way to get an instantaneous cash injection. Another thing, again, when it comes to past clients is just to check back in. Go and see if they need anything. And even better, if it's something relevant or personalized to them or a service that they didn't purchase previously, but is relevant to the next step in their business. So past clients, again, that's not the end, is it? Past clients can become repeat clients, but sometimes it just takes you to proactively reach out. Some clients assume that you don't want to continue working with them or you don't have a service that would be relevant for them going forward. So just by reaching out, letting them know that you're free, letting them know what you could do for them might prompt someone to think, ah, yeah, okay, I wanted to get that thing done. So now's a good time to do it. Sometimes it's just about kickstarting people into doing what's been on their list as well. The other thing that you might want to do is share a time-sensitive and limited availability offer. So you might just offer a particular service packaged up for a short amount of time. You might offer it as a discount or with an extra bonus, but you might only have a certain number available and it might only be available till the end of February, let's say, or the end of the period where you feel that you're going to be quiet. So again, you just incentivize people to take advantage of an offer with you, but they need to act quick. And you can share that with your email list. You can put that on socials. Just putting something out there on your socials, just putting up a post, sharing some stories, maybe even doing a pinned post or having a link in your bio to a a short term offer can just share the message and incentivize people to go, ah, yes, That's something I need done. That's something that Becky does. I should get in touch. The fifth thing that you can do if you want to just jumpstart things, get some revenue into your business during a quiet time, is to reach out to your graphic design community. So I know as designers, I'm certainly very close to other graphic designers, other brand designers. You know, I have that kind of closeness and community. I think we're very community minded by nature. That if you can reach out to those people in your community, those other designers, and let them know that you're available. So if they are over capacity, they need some help, maybe they need some white label creative support, that you could help them out, that you're available to pick up some of the slack for them. I think all too often we sit back and we think, well, if someone needed something, they would come to me. But we forget to let them know. We forget to tell them we're available or remind them about what we do or prompt them about that thing that's been niggling at them or in the back of their mind for so long. 
So just by reaching out and saying you're available, you might prompt one of your designer friends to think, oh yeah, I am a little bit busy or I do need an extra pair of hands. And they might just use your spare capacity to help them out. And that's a win-win, right? We're helping each other. Another thing that you can do is be a bit more proactive than you might usually be in groups. For example, if you use the Find a Finders fee on Facebook, the group where it's really for designers, for creatives, and lots of work. It's almost a job board for freelance work. So you might sometimes not go and proactively pursue those opportunities because you've got your own work, but this might be a time where you might just go in and spend some time putting your hand up for some work. It's a bit of a numbers game. There are often lots of people put their hand up, but the more that you put your hand up for, the more likely you might be to land one of them, to find one that's a good fit for you. So if you've got time on your hands, it might be worth just being a bit more proactive in those groups where you might not usually be because you're busy. Something else you can do is to reach out to your network. So not necessarily other designers, but maybe other businesses that you might refer work to or exchange clients with or even past clients again. And just let them know that you're available. So if they've got any clients, any contacts that maybe need help with the following and obviously list your services, then let them know that you're available. Again, if you don't let people know that you've got capacity, that you're free, or even that this is what you do, because you can't make any assumptions about people's level of understanding, there's a very good chance that there's a knowledge gap. They're just going to assume that you're busy, that you've got work, that you don't need any referrals or anything. You haven't got capacity. You can't help them out. This is really not a time to make any assumptions about what people think. You you know that you're quiet, but no one else is necessarily going to know that. The other thing is, is that you might have an existing asset. So maybe a template, a collection of Canva templates, for example, or a resource like a briefing template or a checklist or a brand audit document. There are lots of things that you might have that you take for granted that you could actually sell as a digital product. So you might sell as an individual item, just as a small value product, or you might bundle a few things together to create something of a slightly higher value. And to be honest, you don't even need to set that up and have an e-commerce platform and an email fulfillment. You might just say that you've got this product to send you a DM or send you an email If they're interested, you can create an invoice like you usually would and just bill them in the normal way. They pay you, you give them the product. Obviously, don't give them the product until they've paid you though. So that could be a quick win. And then the final one is to run maybe a free webinar or a workshop to educate your audience or educate your community on a particular area of your expertise You might be able to talk about SEO. You might be able to talk about brand custodianship and looking after your brand. You might be able to talk about some Canva guidelines or how to use Canva, some tips and tricks. You might be able to run something free that you can then use to upsell one of your services or several of your services to those who attend. So obviously make the webinar or workshop relevant to something that you want to upsell to. But that might be a really good way to just engage an audience, get them thinking about what they might need, and then they might be willing to just engage and purchase a service from you. So there are nine things there that you can do very, very easily with no 
asset creation from you, no extra work necessarily from you apart from maybe a few emails to send out a few posts to create, to just see if you can whip up, let's say, some interest in working with you. Because very often there are people sat in the sidelines, they're thinking, they're on the fence, they're not sure. And when they get that proactive contact from you, it just tips them over the edge and they say yes, because actually they're ready to work with you. So good luck with it. I would love to know if you try any of these things and if they work for you, or if you've got any other ideas that I can perhaps share with my community too, because this is all about sharing. If you've got any other ideas or things that have worked for you that have just given you a quick and instantaneous revenue injection during a quiet period, just something quick and proactive that you were able to do. So let me know. Now, whoa, before you go, I just want to share two things that are happening over the next few weeks. If you are ready to get me out of your ears for a little bit and on your screen maybe, live, in person, and to work with me in some way for 2023, just listen up for a sec. First and foremost, if you want to do some intention setting for the year ahead, for 2023... P.S. I've banned the word goal just for now. So if you want to do some intention setting and get yourself reorientated for the year ahead, I'm running my Aspiration to Action Week starting on the 30th of January. It's free and we're going to spend a few days together working through my intention setting A-frame. It's all about less pressure, more intuition and small intentional steps that add up to progress in the right direction. So it's based on my rule of one approach to planning, which is really geared towards making the planning process less Monday morning and more Saturday brunch, if you know what I mean. So head over to beckhughes.com forward slash one to register for that. If you don't know how to spell Beck Hughes, it's B-E-C, Beck, Hughes is H-U-G-H, Yes, can be a tricky one for some. Anyway, then the doors open for a new live intensive round of my Creative Value Incubator on the 6th of February. So kids are back in school, the January hiatus is over and we're ready to hit the ground running, right, in Feb. So if you're a graphic brand or web designer in particular, this is specifically for you. And it's focused on elevating your value as a creative. I want you to deliver your best work, put you in a leadership position with your clients, not have them leading you, to maximize your time and get balance in your business and in your life and ensure you value yourself because that's super important. For me, that's kind of the root of everything in many ways. And ultimately then to charge a premium for what you do because We're here to make money, guys. We're not here to be a charity, I don't think. It's a nine-week intensive with eight design business-specific modules and then weekly lives with me to guide you all through it. Have discussions, see how you're going. You get 12 months access and in that time, you can join additional live rounds too. If you feel like 
repeating or you only do part of it in the first round. There's time. I never want you to feel like the course or the program is snapping at your heels. And in the in-between time, you can take advantage of monthly coaching sessions, monthly live coaching. So if we're not in a live round, we're still connecting. We're a close and compact community of creatives, so you won't get lost in the crowd. You will get my undivided attention. It's all focused on mindset, accountability, action and connection because I think that's what we want or certainly that's what I want. I love to get to know you and the ins and outs of your business. So if that sounds good to you, jump on the guest list at beckhughes.com forward slash incubator. I would love, love, love to see you there. You've got to be on the guest list to hear about some of the little goodies and bonuses that might be floating your way. So as always, it was lovely chatting with you. Have an amazing week. Have a fantastic day. And I can't wait to chat to you again very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.